This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Eight o'clock, Monday night, every week, same thing. Jay Binkley, have a good night. See you around soon. You just heard Jay Binkley with Therese Paler with the Therese Paler Show every single Monday night at 7 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Before that, Mitch Holt is voice of the Chiefs. 106.5 The Wolf, every single game played on there. Live. 610 Sports Radio, Monday nights, they've got you covered. We have you covered. This is the Red Reaction Show. Not my show, it's yours. 913-576-7610. Nick Price. He does it with me. Oh, yeah. You good? Yeah. Happy to be here, man. Yeah, you have a good Christmas? Yeah. How yeah. about you? Swell. Swell. Went well. That's a nice adjective. Yeah. I like that. That was good. Um, nothing too crazy. It's just nice, you know, like kicking back and relaxing. Yeah. Get some cold ones. Um, you know, got, uh, different households to get to. So went to both of those and then, uh, hung out with the girlfriend's family all weekend. So, there you go. It was fun. That went well. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good time. That's good. Yeah. Had a, had a really good dinner on Saturday night. Had a little prime rib Ooh. and then, uh, it was nice. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. And then, uh, had a Sunday morning, got to watch the Chiefs game with everybody. Uh, and that was a little bit more, um, of an experience that I didn't think was going to be. That uh, that Sunday game against Atlanta, I filled in Tuesday through Friday. No, Tuesday through Thursday uh, for Cody and Gold. And talking to Paul Charchian on Wednesday, we talk about obviously fantasy players to play. What's the week going to look like? And I told him, I was like, it's kind of interesting. You know, you play the Chiefs this week, obviously in fantasy football, you're always going to play Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek, probably whatever running backs the starting or what you think is going to be the main running back just because of the volume that's there. And then before the conversation is over, it says, but Atlanta's kind of got a sneaky good defense. He's like, yeah, they actually do. But that's not where we start tonight off with. Uh, tonight on the Red Reaction Show, again, not my show, it's yours. 913-576-7610 is the phone line. You can also text us to 913-576-7610 on the Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer text line. But Nick, I thought it was funny Um because the game was something of competitive all the way through, but yet in my mind and in my thought process of throughout the game, it never really gave me the sense of urgency, like, holy cow, the Chiefs are in trouble. No, not really. I mean, one, the game didn't mean that much. I know that winning the game, you know, allows you to rest your starters next week, and that's what happened, but... In the grand scheme of things, it didn't mean a whole lot. Like, they could just beat the Chargers week 17 or have one of the other 27 things happen and end up getting that. But 
you also had two ends of the spectrum here. You had the Chiefs, who seem to always pull off a game no matter what, and the Falcons, who always seem to blow a game no matter what. So the whole time you're just kind of sitting back and waiting for it to happen, and it took a little bit longer than normal, but what we thought was going to happen eventually did come to play with two minutes left in the game. It just seems like you see this type of game enough. Like, this game was like a reass- like reassuring. The way that I watched this game, sitting there in a chair, focused in on the TV, kind of just thinking to myself, you know, what's this game going to end up being? Okay, Mahomes is going to get another chance. They've got enough timeouts. I think we're okay. I think you're going to be fine. And then all of a sudden, it happens again. And not only that, but it just seems like this team is just ready for the next run. And they're playing these games at the end of the season where guys are tired. The weather's a little bit different. The situations are a little bit more intense. And again, I like to use the analogy when you see games like this. You see it in baseball all the time. In fact, the Royals used to play spoiler before they got to that competitive level around 2013 and 14. Think of it like a poker game. It's real hard to beat somebody in Texas Hold'em that doesn't understand how to play because they're just going to play loose. They don't care. There's no thought process. They're just trying to make as much money as possible, and that's their main focus. Not odds, not outs, not what card is the river or the turn. That's the way they play, and that's the way I think Atlanta's playing. Atlanta doesn't care if they win or lose. All they know is there's incentives in the contracts. They're about to get a new GM and a head coach. They're trying to prove what their worth is moving forward. And if that just so happens that they're going to beat the Chiefs or try to beat the Chiefs, they don't care. They just want to play. They want to prove that they get a spot in the next season. Hey, look at me. Remember that week 16 game against the Chiefs? When I hung up 121 receiving yards or I caught these passes and I can put this together, that's how they play, loose. Zero care. The Chiefs, 13-1, and trying to lock up home field advantage, going to a game where I'm not going to say they have the attitude, but they have the feeling of, we know we're better. We're going to win this game. We're finally back at home. We got this. And then all of a sudden, Atlanta's not going anywhere. And they're not changing their style up because they know They're going to play just their game and how they want to play and play loose. And sometimes that person that does that at the poker table is out of the game within five minutes and no longer at the poker table. Or sometimes you're looking around the table going, the hell's Johnny still doing here? And look at his chip stack. Yeah, like Johnny doesn't know what he's doing. How's he hanging around? Yeah, because he's playing king three off suit. He's hitting a king on the turn. Yeah, he's getting lucky. That's what happens. I'm not saying Atlanta got lucky but they just play with a looser mentality and they just play with a kickback road of, hey, I got to do this. But guess what? The big guys made the big plays where the times got big. We'll get to it a little bit later. Frank Clark gets that sack. Chris Jones gets a sack. The defense picked itself up. And then what happens? Final drive. Why did the Chiefs bring back Demarcus Robinson? Oh, I don't know. Because he has chemistry with the quarterback. Is he on this team next year? Probably not. But what happened in this game? And I get it. He doesn't do it enough, maybe in your mindset. But there are times like this when it happens. And he put a move on a defender. Mahomes had looked him off, and Tyreek had drawn the safety in the middle of the field. And all of a sudden, over the top, sneaky quick, chemistry between 11 and 15. I know where it's at. Watch the video. 
pound down on the back foot, bullet to the end zone. Chiefs win. Again, with Mahomes throwing a touchdown. Again, it's not my show. It's yours. Dan and KCK, lead us off. Hey, this thing, I'm Nick Gallagher. You had a nice Christmas. I had a great Christmas, too. Yeah, it was a great team. The defense played real great. And when A.J. Uh, Terrell dropped that inter- second interception. I knew the Chiefs would scored on the last uh, on the last series, and I knew it was going to happen like that. Fourteen and one franchise record. I'm surprised. Hank Stram, Sean Neimer, Dick Vermeil, all great coaches. Never had fourteen wins. And uh, did you hear JJ's rant on the Houston Texans after the game? He was pretty upset. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Dan. I did watch JJ watch reaction. I tried to set up my phone kind of after the game because the holiday weekend. Just wanted to. Relax. In fact, I didn't even get to go on uh, Jay Binkley's show on vacation last night. So, uh, again, we'll be back. The werewolf was just in hibernation for a few days. Yeah, you know, you got to take a little hiatus every now and then. But to react to Dan and KCK's call, I'm glad you had a good Christmas, first off. Thank you for that. But that's just what's crazy, though. When we talk about this being, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, about the 14-1 record, you say that Schottenheimer never did it, Stram never did it, those guys didn't do it. In fact, Andy Reid just did it. In his career, he'd never won 14 games in a row, or not in a row, in a season. But that's the thing about this game and this, this year with this team. As we'll get into it a little bit later, not many teams win 15 games in a season. Carolina did it most recently. The Patriots went 16-0, so technically they did it. Packers did it. It's not an easy feat to accomplish. And that just shows you that this team wins games like this. It's the NFL. And I'm going to try to bring that to light because there is a little bit of a a sad topic that we got to get to tonight. But it just shows you how much maybe an anomaly the Chiefs will be from 2018 to 2021. The numbers they'll put up, and just overall as a team, individuals, you already know you get... You know, they, they beat to death the Travis Kelsey stats, myself included. Tyreek Hill, also just absurd. And what, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is doing. And not only that, you throw Andy Reid on top of it. But these are the types of games you win because these are the types of games when everybody was getting signed in the offseason and coming back and everybody wanted to say run it back, this is why that happens. Yes, I get it. Demarcus Robinson can be frustrating for you sometimes. But guess where he was in this week's game? Catching the winning touchdown. Not dropping it. Knowing the significance. Getting the chemistry between the quarterback. And bing, bang, boom. Game's over. Yes, it's the Falcons. Yes, now they're 4-11. That's a good, bad team. Playing loosely and not trying to prove anything except getting a roster spot. For next year's team. And proving that they have something left. And that they want to play for something next year. Because they were in a bad coaching situation. But again, poker analogy, loose player at the table that doesn't care if they win or lose sometimes ends up with chips and it can be kind of confusing. Batman and Lawrence, go ahead, bro. Oh man, you know, you're the bros. The thing of it is, is like I told you, the bat is old. And with these uh, teams that are exceptional, about ready to go to a new level, like be a legacy, like our team, the thing of it is, is that the Chiefs, it doesn't matter right now. What They're not showing everybody all their cards right now. We do what it takes until these final games where, and please,
do you know I want to see the starting lineup come out and at least establish a, a rhythm on the, the field. But we need to we need to rest our players, okay? Uh, because there's two seasons, and one of them is the regular season. And when this playoff starts, it's a brand new game. So we're everything comes through Kansas City. The, the trip to the Super Bowl comes to Kansas City, baby. And I'm telling you, these Chiefs, they're going to do it this year and show them how to do it the hard way. How do you like that, my brother? And that's what I just predicted. And I predicted it last year. And I'm telling, I see it in the team. He didn't say anything about Travis. Well, you know, you saw Patrick. He got hurt. He came out and won the game. Uh, Travis, after he got hurt, came back right on the field and made great plays. I'm going to say, I'm gonna, let's hear something, from, get some love from my brother, Travis, because you know what? He fights for the right to party. I love you, brothers. And I'm, I don't want to waste any more time, but uh, let's check that. Oh, we're getting to that. Don't worry about that, Batman. You know, we got we to gotta, we gotta flex our hog every once in a while when we see guys step up big. We'll get to Travis Kelsey's little resurgence, too, um, as we break that game down. A little bit later in the show, but no, it does. It just—it's one of those things, man. Like this team is—is is who they are because of who they're coached by, who's their general manager, so on and so forth. Like that's just what it is. They're fourteen and one, not by an accident, not by mistake. They're that way because of who they are. They lost one game this year, and it was by eight points to a divisional team. That's it in week five, and then they won what eleven weeks? In, they won eleven weeks in a row where they won. They're they're on an eleven game win streak. Now, they should rest their starters in week 17. I totally agree. I would more so play it like, what, a second or third preseason game, Nick? Like, let them, yeah, maybe not let a, them third. Get a little bit of emotion. Maybe not a third, because okay. like, I don't want to see Mahomes pass the first half. I right. don't think that you need to play him that much. But, you know, put him out there, script some plays, and get a little rhythm going. You know, get that routine of going into the week and getting those plays down in practice and then going and translating those on the field. That's pretty much all I want to see from most of those guys. Yeah, because it's not like the weather is going to be too crappy. Like, it's going to be 44-ish, 45-ish sunny on Sunday, so it's not going to be terrible. Let them kind of get that feel of, you know, keep it a consistent week. You know, and then maybe after halftime, see ya. Maybe before. Yeah, whatever. I'd I say maybe like a drive or two. doesn't really matter if you win or lose. You've already no. won 14 games. You're, you already have the best record in franchise history. It's already yeah. guaranteed. Crazy to think. Big T, you're our last call before we go to break. We'll get back. We got a phone line open. 913-576-7610. Again, it's not my show. It's yours. Big T, let them know. Yeah, hey, man. Everybody out there, 14-1. and one. Batman said it. The road to the Super Bowl goes through Kansas City. You don't realize how huge, how huge the number one seed is, a pandemic, all this stuff. And, you know, everybody just needs to quit crying. I grew up, I grew up through Shaft and Stedman and, 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 and turds like Wiggins and then that fool Crash Gans. They had the pretty boy kicker convince the management to, that, that the Crash Gans was, a, was the reason they were 10 and 6. It was John Makovic after a two-year, two-year contract. That's the type of crap I grew up with. They let the pretty boy kicker have a coup. For fourteen and one, baby, that has been done. Take it in, absorb it, everybody. What have we all been bitching and complaining about? What have we been complaining about? This Patrick Holmes has taken over. Oh, the defense is no good. Oh, the defense. Only if we had a, a middle of the road defense, we had to go to turn off Sutton. That's finally out of here. Now we got Spags. It's the second year. Look at look at the rookie Sneed. Bringing the sackage again. Look at. Tom Blue Chris getting a sack, four pressures. Look at Clark the Shark with that spin move and cut down there and get that guy. Look at the honey badger taking all the honey when he wants to go get it. Everybody just needs to 
time that this defense is rolling into form. And I'm going to tell you why. What? What? Look at this. They beat the number one defense in the NFL. They didn't lose that game against New Orleans. They beat number three defense in the NFL, Miami. They beat number five. And oh, by the way, they beat number uh, 10 and 11, Buffalo and Tampa Bay. Everybody, we got this. We still could score 30 points. I know everybody wants the Harlem Globetrotters, but we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Not on our offense. You better just sit back. You're going to squirm, and you're not going to get through the games. You might have to drink more beers and maybe smoke a little bit more or whatever you like doing because it's not going to be easy. But they're going to take us to the promised land. Everybody just sit back. And, oh, by the way, we had the 12th-ranked defense in the NFL. We got the rest. We got this. And that's why we're going to win. You just need to realize close games are wins. They're not, they're, not, they're not pretty. They're not ugly. They're wins. And as long as we get them, that's all that matters. 14-1, and one, three more games, 18-1, raise the, raise the hardware. And as always, let's go Kansas City Chiefs. I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, I think so. I think he's doing all right. Big T was sitting on that one. I love it, man. Bring it on. I mean, again, it's my, not my show. It's yours. 913-576. I'm going to let you guys reflect on that call. Um... And let you think about what we talk about next when this next topic is that good things come to an end. I think we've seen this before. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. You didn't want to do a lead-in? Just the name this time? Going to change it? Welcome back. Red Reaction Show, 610 Sports Radio. What do we say, Dusty? What do we say on the show? Not my show, it's yours. That's right. Give us a call. 913-576-7610. It's the same number as the Schmitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line. Either way, give us some input. You got a hot take. You got a question. You got anything on your mind about the Chiefs. And their 17-14 win over the Falcons yesterday. Hit us up. That's what this show is for. It's not ours. It's yours. Now back to Dusty Likens in the studio. That's sexy. That is the sweet, soothing sounds of one Nick Price. My guy. Your friend. Some people like him more than I. That's fine. Hope everyone had a good Christmas. Hope everyone's geared up for a good New Year. Hope you're on a good holiday season. Whatever that holiday is that you may celebrate. I'm glad everybody is doing well. Everybody's staying safe. Time to uh, time to continue and uh, you know keep going on with the Red Reaction Show. I mean, Big T set it up, man. I don't know who's got him pissed. It's somebody. Somebody will always complain when it comes to the Chiefs. Like, there's always... I was talking to uh, the girlfriend's brother this weekend, and he said... And it just it's funny because he brought this up, and this is just a conversation you and I can have, Nick. Um, but he brought up something that kind of always strike... Because this is what that big T call reminded me of, and, and you could call too, 913-576-7610, or text on the Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer. Text line 913-576-7610. Not... Nick Price's show or Dusty Likens' show, it's yours. Um, and Nick, it's funny because he's like, I got this one friend that no matter what the Chiefs do, something's always wrong. 
And I feel like we do address this and we do kind of come down with this because that was a tough, like I could see why that game would be aggravating. That's why like after the game's over, I, you know, I tweet out, how's everyone feeling? Because sometimes people will watch that and they'll be like, man, Mahomes was off a little bit in this game. Or, man, our defense really gave up 300-plus yards to Matt Ryan. Like, that was just something that, you know, you don't see every day. And then you say to yourself, okay, why is this person always down on the Chiefs? And this is why guys like Colin Cowherd get fuel. Because there's always going to be this conversation of, well, I just don't think we played our best. Okay, but you still won. So what does that say? So it's always like answer your question or ask your question and then try to like ask another question that defends it. It's okay. I'm not telling you to be like completely biased or a homer. Like we're the best team ever. We have the greatest quarterback (laughs) in the world and we have the best coach in football. We are unstoppable. Like I want you to think of it more so like, you know, our offense looked a little off today and then say to yourself, but damn, that defense played well. Yeah, they give up passing yards. That's the game today. Like, they have Todd Gurley and Ito Smith. Those are their running backs. They're probably not going to run the ball a lot either. So Matt Ryan did cook a little bit. And was that game a little close? Yeah. Was there a lucky play in the end zone where there was an interception? Yeah, but did you see how close Tyreek Hill almost got to catching that, catch, that touchdown? Which would have been weird. So, yeah, it is true that there's always that one guy. And I get it. You can be pissed. And you can be upset. And maybe that's a little bit of being spoiled like the 20-point game streak that came to an end. Good things come to an end. It's still sort of crazy to me to think that from October 6th to December 27th, 2019 to 2020 in the NFL season, the Chiefs scored at least 20 points or more, outlasting their previous record that, oh, yeah, by the way, the Chiefs did. And, Nick, I think this is how we know this offense isn't an anomaly. That sounded weird. How this (laughs) offense isn't an anomaly. Right, yeah. And, you know, that's the thing is that you look at that game yesterday. Mahomes wasn't on his game. I mean, Mahomes essentially threw what would have been the game-sealing interception if that guy can come down with it in the end zone. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but it happened. The guy dropped the pass and ended up giving you a second life, and you never want to give guys like Patrick Mahomes a second chance at anything, but... The craziest part about this to me is that you go this whole streak of scoring 20 points or more, and then the one game that busts it, you still find a way to win. And I think that's what you were saying. Props to the defense yesterday, you know? They might have given up a lot of passing yards, but they had four sacks, and they had, you know, some really big-time plays and big-time pressures on Matt Ryan there at the end of the game when it really mattered. And that's what it's going to take to win the Super Bowl. It's not just going to be... You know, we talked about it for, you know, two years ago. Mahomes' first season, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. That was awesome, right? But that defense wasn't good enough to hold Tom Brady and the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. And so now you've got some balance on this team to where the offense doesn't have to go out there and have their best game. They don't have to go out there and score 30 points. All they got to do is be able to come up clutch in big situations, which is what they did on that last drive yesterday. Yeah, I just, when it comes to, when it comes to this team, and and we'll get into it because I know we're going up against a break, but when it comes to this team, I get it. There are games 
where they have won and it's never really close. And you look at it and you're like, okay, this is the most dominating team in the NFL. And you say that because they've won 42 to 14. Or you say that because they score so many points so quickly that your head spins and you think to yourself, I don't know how you'd stop this offense. Or you look at it and you think to yourself, all of a sudden, okay, teams are hanging around. Is our offense getting figured out? I don't necessarily think that's the case. I just think that you have to look at the factors of what the season is. And also think of the anomaly that is 20 points a game. I say this every week in the box score. Go look at other team scores. Go pick a random team that you know is good. Go find Buffalo. And go look and see how many weeks in a row they've scored 20 points. They're having the best season that they've had in a long time. In fact, they're up 24 to 9 right now in the Patriots. Stefan Diggs just caught a 50-yard touchdown from Josh Allen. For any of you fantasy owners out there that have championship games right now. But it's an entirely tough feat to accomplish. And then you think about where the Chiefs are at. Oh, previously they set the record for most consecutive games of 20 points or more. And then they beat their own record and set it again. That lets you know that there's only been two games in basically the last two years, well, I guess three, where they haven't scored 20 points. Letting you know what the offense is going to be moving forward. Because of 15, 10, 87, and big read. Coming up, I think this defense is sassy. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. You got this one. Got it. 913-576-7610. Red Reaction Show. Thanks to our friends at Olathe, the Ford, and Lincoln. Lots of love in the city tonight. Chiefs, 14-1, and one, home field locked up. It's important. I like this message from the text line from the 913. Two seed is huge this year. Keeps you away from Kansas City till the AFC Championship. Smart. Accurate. Sound. For all of you that have called in tonight, I thank you very much. For those of you listening, having a good time, I know you're back to work. I feel like Monday after a holiday weekend's got to be the, one of the worst days back to work. Just because you've got to answer all the questions of the people that seem interested, but they're not interested, but they want to be interested because they're kind of interested because they work with you and they feel forced to do this. I didn't mean to sound all Vince Vaughnish there. but No, no. And also, like, if you like, work hey, like a... Hey, how was your Christmas? It was great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it fantastic. How are you doing? Then you get home, you're just like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. Tomorrow's Tuesday? Whew. I don't know. Also, like, I don't know... For people like me that's got a desk job during the week, yeah, I had 250 emails to catch up on. Damn. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, it's not fun. No. I think a stat that goes unnoticed, Nick, is one of it, – it doesn't really play a role of shock value. Well, maybe it does if you think about it. But the fact that Chiefs are 14-1 is great. Franchise record. It's crazy to think that they were that they are and could win this division 
by eight games. They're currently winning it by seven. That's insane to me. Yeah, I mean, that's wild. That's, In the NFL. That's almost half of a season worth of wins that you're ahead of the rest of the division. I mean, we were talking in the break about baseball teams and running away with the division like by 20 games or so is right. probably what the equivalent would be, maybe even more, honestly. Last time that a team did that, I was looking it up. You got to go back. I mean, not that far, but 2019, the Dodgers, they won their division by 21 games. Yeah. And you remember how dominating that team was. Yeah. They went 106 and 56. So what we're seeing right now, you know, there's people that are going to look at yesterday's game and gripe about the offense and gripe about, like, letting the Falcons stick around in it and everything. I just see a team, though, that pretty much had it all locked up and was just kind of sleepwalking through that game until they had to turn it on at the end. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the Falcons still could have tied that game up and sent it to overtime, but, I mean, I'd, I'd bet a lot of money to say that the Chiefs would have pulled that off in overtime too because they're just that kind of team this year. And they might not come out and give you their best, their A performance every single game. I mean, I wouldn't even say that they've given their A performance in more than maybe two or three games this year. But all that matters is they're 14 and one. Yeah, they play the. I mean, I don't know if anybody's not familiar with this reference, but it, it almost seems like the end of the movie, The Incredibles, where their son's like doing like grade school track. Yeah. And they're like, come on, speed up, slow down. Don't blow by that much. Just keep it going. Just make it competitive. All right. You won. Yeah. That's what the Chiefs feel like to me, to give it like a funny type of analogy. And also Pittsburgh went 11 and 0. And they're only going to win their division by two games. Or they're only winning it now by two games. The next one that's the biggest, or the next division to talk about, Buffalo, as good as they've been. Now, if they win tonight, they'll be 12-3. and They'll be a two-game lead in their division. Tennessee and Indianapolis, they have a six-game lead over the next team. Now, their division has no promise of dominance in either one of those teams. When it comes to Tennessee or Indianapolis, I think both those teams could play in an AFC championship game, but I think that would be like the peak of their season. I think that's where they could probably go to the point of both those teams don't really show a real, I don't know, posable threat to the chiefs. And also Jacksonville's in that division and Jacksonville's going to draft the first overall pick in the draft, probably going to get Trevor Lawrence, but then you go to Kansas city and they're up by seven. Seven games in their division. We already know about the NFC East. Green Bay only has a four-game lead on the Bears. Saints, one-game lead over the Pucks. Seattle, two-game lead over the Rams. So just another random another random stat that shows you how dominating the Chiefs have been this year. And I get it. Guys like Colin Coward and some other big-time media guys, they want to see the Chiefs win every single game. 31 to 10 to prove that they're this great outlier dominating team that the NFL doesn't see very often, but they are because they still win in the same way. You give Mahomes the ball under two minutes, that kid's going to go down there and he's going to do it. That's just what it is. I, I saw something the other day about, um, I'm pretty sure the chiefs have 10 comeback wins this year, meaning that they trailed at some point. Are you talking about like they want, you know, the big media guys, they want the Chiefs to prove that they're the best. I don't think the Chiefs are out there to prove anything other than going back to back, the run it back tour. Like that's all that matters to them. 
It doesn't matter if they beat the Falcons by three, a four and ten Falcons team coming in and beat them seventeen to fourteen on a last minute drive. That doesn't matter to them. As long as they're putting up wins and they're setting themselves up for what really matters, the playoffs, which they have, they've locked up the number one seed, they get the bye, they got to play two games at Arrowhead before going down to Tampa to go and complete the running back tour. That's all that matters to them. They're not trying to prove anything to anybody. Yeah, I think this whole thing kind of really started when they lost in the AFC Championship game. I think then they said, okay, we know we can win a title. Let's go win a title. Then I think this offseason, they looked at how much fun and how much superstar power and just recognition that Bulls team got when they won a three-peat. And they were like, oh, wait, we've kind of got a you know mythical unicorn on our team. Just like they had Michael Jordan. He has a great supporting cast with a great head coach that started a random offense that no one's ever seen and no one really caught up to. I wonder if we could win three in a row. Oh, yeah, for sure we could. And this year they're going 14-1, and one, playing the toughest schedule in the NFL. Has to be one of the toughest. They won the Super Bowl. You have the hardest route. And you've only lost one game. We know what they did on the road. We know that. We don't need to beat that into your head again. You already get it. And then they also broke their own streak of winning 20 games in a row. And oh, by the way, the defense kind of looks like they're sassy again. Now, Atlanta's a good team. I truly think they are a good, bad team. I'm not trying to sound like a homer. I'm not trying to be biased here. I just think that they had a coach they kept for one extra year too long. Maybe two. That's right. I mean, the fact that that happened, Bill O'Brien happened, um, Anthony Lynn still being in, in L.A., that's again, if they keep him next year, same story. They're going to fire him after four games. If they go four, one and four, one and three or 0 oh and four, then everyone's going to be like, why do we keep Anthony Lynn? But with this team, the defense seems sassy to me. Because if you remember last year, it was around the last three or four weeks of the season, the defense kind of... Kind of started to flex. Kind of started to bring this type of attitude, this type of hashtag championship swagger to the table. And they walked the walk and they talked the talk and you sat back and you said, okay. All right. This team and this defense, I trust. Tyron Matthews stepped up. Landlord went viral. Rent being due was a statement that got tweeted about by myself and several others all the time. Rent's due. So-and-so's got to pay rent. Here comes the honey badger. He doesn't give a you-know-what. He's here to collect. 95 and 55 became that, that roommate combo that you see in college that lives in the same dorm, and all of a sudden they become these two bros that you're just like, these guys are good together. You saw that on Sunday. One feeds off the other, and when those two guys are going full steam, unstoppable on that line. And that's what you're starting to see, at least from my eyes. Now, I get it. The Saints came back, and, you know, the Saints put up a fight. They ended up putting up 29 points. Dolphins ended up putting up 27. But just because there are numbers on the scoreboard at the end of the game doesn't always necessarily mean that's how the game was played. Because I remember in that Dolphins game, there were a couple big defensive plays. I remember in that Saints game, they held them on three and outs twice when it mattered. When the Chiefs didn't score or get points, the defense went out there with no damage. 
and gave the ball back for a chance to keep up in the tally marks when it comes to score on the board. And in this Falcons game, where the Chiefs win 17-14, it seemed like it was one of those games where the defense, yeah, they gave up some passing yards. Cal Ridley had a decent game. Hayden Hurst seemed to be a problem. There were some big penalties, too. But it was Frank Clark that got a sack, that damn near was a strip sack fumble. And it was Chris Jones that disrupted that line. And at the end of the game, when they sent that blitz, where it looked like there were seven red jerseys in Matt Ryan's face, the guy leading the charge, like Mel Gibson and Braveheart, was 32, right in his face, ready to make a play, and ready to prove that this defense was going to have that type of swagger, that sassiness is what I like to call it this year. They're just sassy. And you can really see it in these close games. And to me, that's the best sign because that's what this season is about to become. The regular season is ending. That was the last real true competitive game they could really play. And they went out there and they played it. And they held that Falcons team to 14. That Falcons team that has Matt Ryan at quarterback, Cal Ridley at wide receiver, Todd Gurley, Hayden Hurst. That's a good offense. You play fantasy football. You know what Matt Ryan can do. You know what Cal Ridley's done all year. You know, Todd Gurley can be sneaky good. Hayden Hurst is a name, pretty good tight end, had a down year. But the Chiefs did their job. They held that team to 14 points, and they did it when it mattered most. Big plays at big times. I nope. guess, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to say, I agree with you that that, that defense, kind of same way that the offense seems right now to me, was the defense for a lot of this year, even though the defense has been solid. They've kind of not been sleepwalking, but – it feels like they're almost holding it back and kind of waiting to really unleash. And then the last couple of weeks, you've started to see it. You've started to see Chris Jones and Frank Clark make a little bit more mayhem back there in the in the backfield. And, you know, yesterday was encouraging. And I just want to go back to you were talking about the last dance and how these guys all watch that in the offseason. Yeah. When we're talking about close games like the Chiefs have been playing the last few weeks, when you watch the last dance – how much footage did they show you of regular season games? All right. Not very much, right? It's all about what you do in the postseason. Chiefs know that. All of you should know that. That's what they're getting ready for. And now they've set themselves up to where they can get healthy, they can get well-rested. And that defense, they're going to be sassy in the postseason. Yeah. So is that offense, too. That's Nick Price. I'm Dusty Likens. This is the Red Reaction Show. 913-576-7610. Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer text line. Same as the phone number. 913-576-7610. Again, not our show. It's yours. Next week lacks fireworks, but they could still do something very few have done. And we talk about maybe who you'd like to see the Chiefs play when it comes to this playoff run slash Super Bowl. The Red Reaction Show. Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. Kaiser in the block. Now he releases. Mahomes throws for the end zone. The pass caught. Wide open. Touchdown. Kansas City. Demarcus Robinson on a deep post. And finally, Mahomes releases deep, had a shot, he took it, and the Chiefs regained the lead at 16-14 on a 25-yard deep post to Demarcus Robinson. That's the sweet, sexy sounds of Chiefs broadcaster Mitch Holton. You can hear that all the time when the Chiefs play on 106.5 The Wolf. You can hear Mitch Holtis every Monday night, 6-7. 
on the Chiefs Kingdom Show. 67 with Mitch Holtis, then 7 to 8 with Jay Binkley and Therese Baylor. And then Dusty Likens and Nick Price on the Red Reaction Show. Not our show, it's yours. 913 576 7610. Smitty's Garage, Burger and Beer text line. That's the same number. You just heard Therese tonight at 7 o'clock. You hear him again tomorrow on the drive, 3 30. And then you hear our friend, our guy, and uh, fan of our work, Pete Sweeney, 7.15 in the morning with the guys from Fesco. From the 913, I think the way Mahomes played yesterday, they should give Henny a chance. If he plays good on Sunday, he should start in the playoffs. What a great take. This is Mr. Price. Love listening to you guys. Love the sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, also, Kelsey has a chance to lead the league in receiving yards the first time Ever for a tight end, they should throw the ball 50 times to him on Sunday if he plays. Eh, not going to happen. I think what's crazy to think about is I, I think they're content with where they're at. I think that the records are fun, but I think the record that they won is three in a row. And I get it. That's the best way to, to cover up your tracks because we can address it. I'm sorry. I was really confident that there was no way Mahomes could lose the MVP. And it's starting to look that way. It's starting to look like Mahomes has lost it with the MVP, which unfortunately is, it is what it is. It's fine. Right? I mean, it's not, it's not really anything that is, you know, worrisome to me. Rogers now at what, minus 145 to win the MVP. Mahomes plus 140. So... Here's the deal, and this is the best way to cover it up, because I went really confident. I went really, really hard did. on the Mahomes. I thought, oh, you yeah. know, there's no way he's the best way he could do it, and I get it. You guys are like, Dusty, listen to me. Here's the thing. I thought about it on the drive back today. I'm driving in the car, and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, how can I, you know, I'm in my head. I'm like, how can we reverse this? Here's the deal. Aaron Rodgers had a career year. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is probably the best quarterback I've seen play football other than Patrick Mahomes. I don't care if you think that's a hot take. It's not. Aaron Rodgers, the way he's done things, the way he does them, this has probably been Aaron Rodgers' best year of his career. Here's the deal. Aaron Rodgers, who will go down as one of the top five best quarterbacks in the NFL until... I don't know over how long, but he's going to because of his skill set, how he's done things, how he does them, what he does, when he does them. He had Aaron Rodgers. Again, the Aaron Rodgers had to have a career year just to knock off Pat Mahomes from being the MVP. That's where I'm at with this. So, yes, Patrick Mahomes had an MVP year for any other quarterback ever in their career. Any. If any other quarterback did what Patrick Mahomes did this year, they would have won MVP. But it was Aaron Rodgers who had a career year. And I think that's part of it. He's going to throw for, you know, possibly what, 50 touchdowns he plays next week? Yeah, he's uh, he's only one touchdown shy of his personal best, right. which was 2011 when he won the MVP. Right. So he had his original career year in 2011, where I believe they went 15-1, and won, won the MVP. Now he's having his better year, and he's older. And his team got the first round by, and he did it last night in a snow globe. And props to them. But in order to have a MVP not go to Patrick Mahomes, 
somebody else, and not just anybody else, not Josh Allen, because Josh Allen's having a career year, but if it was down to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen wouldn't stand a chance. Aaron Rodgers had a career year, and he's going to win the MVP because he had that year. And here's the other thing that I will let it also make some, some light at the end of the tunnel or let it, the sun rise every morning. Patrick Mahomes would probably much rather have a different MVP award, and that's the Super Bowl MVP. And I get it. He's not probably going to win, according to Vegas, because I don't think Rodgers will play next week, and I don't think Mahomes will play enough next week, so they'll wash that out, and they'll just let it go to this week, and I think Rodgers gets a slight edge, and that's fine. But in order for Mahomes to lose the MVP, Rodgers had to have a career year, and there's a chance that both of these cats are going to square off in the Super Bowl, which that's what I'm hoping for. Oh, yeah. That's what I want to see, because they already announced who they play next year, when it comes to scheduling, and we get Green Bay and Chiefs next year. So if that game's the Super Bowl, and then the next game to start next year is the rematch, you'll get Mahomes and you'll get Rodgers. And oh, by the way, we always say this, Mahomes loves fuel to add to his fire of competitiveness. And what else is that? Yeah, I mean, he uses anything to motivate himself. I think that... You know, Rodgers at this point is a lock. I, he, he's going to play next week because I'm pretty sure they still need to win that game against the Bears in order to officially lock it up. And, I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan, though, wouldn't you trade being able to rest Mahomes and the rest of the starters and have this one seed clinched with one week left to play Yeah. than to have Mahomes win an MVP in his third year? Like, Mahomes is going to have many more opportunities over his illustrious future career oh, yeah. to win MVP awards. So, like you said, the only thing that matters to him is winning that Super Bowl and winning that Super Bowl MVP. And if we're all lucky, we'll get Packers Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That would be the best matchup. Entertainment value-wise, competitive-wise, those are the two best teams from each conference. I want to see that happen. State Farm would love that. Oh, yeah. You talk about branding yourself and who's going to spend the most money on the Super Bowl when it comes to ads. So what's your selling point? Oh, the guys that everybody's watching? Those two. Oh. Okay, yeah. That's fair. But no, I mean, it's a good season. One guy's record as a team is 14-1. and one. I believe the other guys is 12-3. and three, Yeah. Right? And you pick your, your poison. What's worse? Playing the NFC or playing the AFC? I'd go AFC. I mean, they both played the same division when it came to playing the NFC South. Rodgers went three and one. Patrick Mahomes went four and zero. Oh. I think it comes down on the on the on the NFC side. Packers or Saints. I think in the AFC side. I think when you think about your path, obviously you're the best seed, so you're going to play the worst possible seed going forward. I don't think you're really truly worried about anybody. I think Buffalo has a chance. That they could really stab you. Buffalo and, can keep up. Yeah, I Buffalo think Buffalo can keep up. I don't know if they're quite ready yet. Right. I think that they're I think they're the best team going forward. Yeah. I think that Josh Allen has really figured out this connection with Stefan Diggs. Clearly, the numbers pointed out. And I just think that that's where these teams are at. I just think that Buffalo also is that team. It's like, we want to be that team that can make it. Yeah. 2014-ish Royals, where they might win a couple of playoff games and be like, okay, Buffalo's good. But then when they play the guys, like the men, it's like, man, we're still like one step away. That's kind of how it's felt all year with Buffalo. Like, I feel like they took a huge step forward, obviously, this year. But I think that it's going to be 
another year or so before they're actually contending for an AFC kind of title. Uh, other teams that I wouldn't want to see Titans didn't look good last night, but you never know which one's going to show up. And then Ravens getting kind of hot. Now the chiefs got their number, but the Ravens are getting kind of sneaky hot coming into the playoffs. Something to watch out for. You know, who else kind of concerns me is Miami just yeah. because I used that poker player analogy earlier where like the guy that's knows they don't belong. Like Miami knows they can be decent in the future, but I don't think that they truly know how good they could be if they actually put it all together because they don't have the quarterback play. Like, that's Patrick or Tua. Who is it? I love but, that two QB thing, though. But that's where, like, that is something that could be – like, they could be that – It could be funky. seed that could get on a three-point run in March Madness and be like, why are we in this situation? They got a good defense, too. And they have a leader. Good that, coaching. They got a coach that knows how to get through that path. So, I guess when you look at it from the AFC side, yeah, Baltimore, Buffalo, just because Baltimore has reason to beat you, too. Like, Baltimore's like, this team's beat us three straight times. Yeah, and I mean, eventually they're going to get one, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. Chiefs have home field. Every team has to come to your place. Oh, by the way, all these teams play after week 17. Not you. You get to rest. You don't have to leave your house. No. You get to stay in your city until you need to go to Tampa Bay in February. So Chiefs are 14-1, record in their franchise. Got to be their best team they've ever had, numbers-wise. Mahomes probably won't win MVP. Rodgers will. Andy Reid wins 14 games. That's Nick Price. I'm Dusty Likens. Thank you, everyone, for listening tonight on the Red Reaction Show from our friends at Olathe Ford Lincoln. 913-576-7610. Dan and KCK, Big T, Batman, all you guys. Thanks for calling every week. We love you. We enjoy you. I'm Dusty Likens for Nick Price. Be easy, KC. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.